0: I hope you're having a great week so far. This is Tuesday, and we're in the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter number three. I read you the psalm yesterday and started to give you the background to the background of the psalm. Let's read Psalm chapter number three again. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah, but thou, O Lord. Art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly salvation belongeth unto the Lord thy blessing is upon thy people Selah and this psalm has a very convenient heading and I'm sure it does in your Bible it says a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son and if you don't know the history then you're immediately going to wonder why was David fleeing from his son why did he have to flee and to go back even further what was the cause of of that rift in the relationship in the first place, and yesterday we saw how uh, David's uh, other son, another one of his sons, Amnon, loved Tamar, Absalom's sister, uh, and they were half sisters, Tamar and Amnon. And we saw that that love was not real love; it was lust. And then he had a friend named Jonadab, and and made it all work out to where he would have that situation to lure his sister and entrap her and then uh, commit immorality against her, against her will. And that's where we left off yesterday. We saw that after Amnon uh, had committed sin with her, that love that he was so vexed by when he saw Tamar, he just couldn't handle himself. He said he loved her so much. As soon as he had committed sin, as soon as he had gotten what he was after, he hated her. And as much as he thought he had loved before, he hated her even more. And we saw that sin uh, is good. It seems like at first, and it looks good, and it tastes good. But as soon as you get a hold of it, then it is awful and bitter and only filled with regret. And that's just how sin is. Well, that's where we left off yesterday. Amnon has committed an atrocity against his half-sister Tamar, Absalom's full sister Tamar, David's son. And so uh, Amnon went home, and uh, let's pick it up in verse number, so we're in 2 Samuel, uh, chapter number, um, let's see, chapter number 13 still, um, verse number 21. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. Wroth is, is very angry. It's, it's demonstrably angry. But that's it. Now, what follows here is about uh, nearly 40 verses about um, something real bad that's going to happen here two years later, but we don't read where David ever did anything. So he heard about it all. He heard exactly what Amnon had done against Tamar, but he did nothing. Now, the point of this is not to beat up David, but it's just an observation I make because when I see that a man and his son have such a deep rift that that never gets mended to be honest with you we'll see it really never gets mended and it just gets worse it gets it gets really bad actually uh, and that's the occasion of David writing that psalm in psalm 3 but I'm a father I have two daughters and a son and we have another son on the way my wife Kara and I and so I we'll have four children and I want to have a good relationship with my children and I do now And I really do as they grow older. And we saw yesterday that the children are watching Amnon and Jonadab were very sketchy and strategic and sneaky and subtle with how they made that sin of fornication work out. But they had seen it in their dad and or Jonadab's uncle, Uncle David, and uh, Amnon's dad, David. And so they were watching their dad. Well, I believe that Absalom was also watching his dad here he wanted to see how dad would handle this atrocity against his daughter against Absalom's brother or excuse me sister and half-brother who had committed this atrocity against his sister how is dad going to handle this sin he's the king he's in charge uh, of the law he's the final say and he's also our dad how is he going to work this out But verse 21, all we hear from David about David is, but when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. And that's it. Verse 22, and Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. And I won't read the next uh, several verses, but what happens is two years go by with nothing from David. Nothing at all. The only thing that's happened is Absalom has grown in his hatred towards Amnon for Amnon's sin. Now, to be honest with you, many years ago when I first read this chapter, I thought, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what should have happened. But I think that's sort of an immature viewpoint because it really didn't need to happen this way. It should have been handled much differently. Although I I, I do see why it had to happen. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Absalom. Uh, had bided his time. A lot of people think he was 18 years old when the sin happened. And in uh, in Israel here, you were an adult when you turned 20. And so two years later, when Absalom would have turned 20, we think, uh, he got together all the king's sons. He said, we're going to go out there. There's sheep shearers. We're going to shear the sheep. It's going to be great. And so he worked it out. He really pushed it and made sure that Amnon was going to go as well. Now, maybe Amnon thought bygones are going to be bygones. Maybe Absalom's going to forgive me. And see, he was out here way out in the wilderness, but Absalom has talked to his servants ahead of time. And he said, guys, when you see Amnon drunk and carrying on and happy as can be, we're going to give him lots of wine. As soon as he gets drunk enough, I want you to kill him. So they shot him through with arrows and they killed him. Well, uh, verse 30, So that's that happened. Verse 30. And it came to pass while they were in the way that tidings came to David saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons and there is not one of them left. Now, that wasn't true. Only Amnon had died. Then the king arose and tear his garments and lay on the earth and all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. And Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. Hey, by the way, do you remember Jonadab? That was Amnon's friend before. That was the one that worked it all out with Tamar and was all sneaky. Well, here's Mr. Jonadab right by David. He answered and said, let not thy Lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, let not my Lord, the king, take the thing to his heart to think that all the king's sons are dead, for Amnon only is dead. And I'm thinking again, some friend. Jonadab knew that this was determined against Absalom or, or, or Amnon for all this time by Absalom for two years. And when the tidings came, he said, no, 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 that's not true. Actually, it's only Amnon that's been killed. Man, what a terrible friend. So that's what I'm saying. If a friend gets you to do wrong and encourages, encourages you to do wrong, he is really not a friend. But he knew the case in verse 34, of 2 Samuel 13, but Absalom fled. And the young man that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there came much people by the way of the hillside behind him and Jonadab said unto the king behold the king's sons come as thy servant said so it is see they're all alive but Absalom and it, or Absalom's gone and it came to pass as soon as he had made an end of speaking that behold the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept and the king also and all his servants wept very sore because Amnon had been killed but Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihud, king of Geshur And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Gesher and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. Now, did you hear what just happened? Absalom has Amnon killed because of Amnon's wicked sin against Tamar. Two years after the fact. But Absalom knows that he has sinned because that was not Absalom's job. He took vengeance here upon Amnon. But you know whose job it was for justice to be done? It was the king's job. And David was angry, but David did nothing. I'm trying to get you and I to think about why Absalom and David had such a break in their relationship. Do you know why I think it was? Well, first of all, obvious because David had an inconsistent life there with Bathsheba. But then right after that, uh, probably because he himself had just committed immorality with a lady, probably uh, he wasn't comfortable and confident to stand up against the same exact sin in his family. But Absalom was looking for David to deal with it, and David knew that he should because the last verse of chapter 13, he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. He knew that Amnon needed to be killed for that sin, but he refused to do it. He refused to do anything. And our takeaway here today, and we'll pick it up again tomorrow, is this, deal with sin now. If you put off dealing with sin that is under your responsibility to deal with it will only get worse there's there's a, a a home where a family has sin in it and the father chooses to turn a blind eye it will only get worse you have a church where there's sin in the church and if the pastor turns a blind eye it will only get worse in proverbs you read that when Uh, Justice is executed upon the wicked. The righteous rejoice. If a king refuses to punish the wicked, it will only get worse. You see that with petty crime and uh, not so petty crime all over major cities in America. When it is not prosecuted, it only gets worse. And there's no place over which you have more authority in your life than your life. If you have sin in your life, deal with it today. You might think that you can handle it. You can keep it as a little pet sin. You can manage it. You can keep it from getting too large and taking over too much of your life. It's not true. When you ignore sin, it only gets worse. We'll see here very shortly in the next chapter how Absalom, that's three whole years, Absalom returns to the kingdom and he starts to steal the heart of the people away from his father, David. That rift in their relationship, that break, that strain in their relationship was from sin in the family that David refused to deal with. My friends, deal with your sin today. Lord, I pray that you'd help us give us a great Tuesday. I pray that you'd help us at Mountain View Baptist Church to stay pure, to stay focused on you. You said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I pray that you'd help us to see God at our church as we keep ourselves separated unto you. We love you, Lord. I pray that you'd bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.